Listen here, you beautiful bitch. I'm about to fuck you up with some trick. What it do, what it do, what it do to the do to the do, baby. And welcome to episode two of A Fucking Journal with me, Jared Silva. I hope your life is treating you well, and if it isn't, you're making it shitty yourself. I'm going to tell you that. It might disappoint you, but we all have control of our own happiness. Remember that. Even when we're going through some shitty shit, just like me. All right? I may sound cheery, but I just got off the phone with some shit in regards to my ex that wasn't nice to hear. That wasn't fun to hear. But it ain't going to ruin my day. I'm not going to allow that. I have control of my own happiness. So do you. Make yourself fucking happy. Okay? But you know what? We'll just dive into the second episode by saying, you know, I've always had a special place in my heart for hip-hop. Okay? Uh, That includes rap. But rap is only one part of the four-legged stool of hip-hop itself. Okay? Because hip-hop is more like a religion than a genre. It's a way of life. Okay, being born in 1980, I was born the year the first commercial rap album dropped, which was Rapper's Delight by the Sugar Hill Gang. And I remember the first song I fell in love with was Jam On It by Nucleus when I was a kid. I mean, young. I mean, that came out in probably, I think, 84, something like that. Um, So by four or five years old, I was introduced to hip-hop, rap, graffiti, b-boying, from my Aunt Kim, who was really into it at the time because she was uh, a junior and a senior in high school during those times, right? So my Aunt Kim was a hero to me. So whatever she was into, I wanted to be into. So I just, you know, completely invested all my interest into hip-hop. And still to this day, it's, it's fucking, it's still in my blood, you know? And that song, Jam On It, is still one of my favorite songs today, dude. I actually got in trouble in third grade, um, which was around like 1987, 88, because my teacher found me writing the lyrics to the song instead of doing my work, you know? I was sitting there just fucking in my head, listening to the song, no headphones, just listening to the song, and then, uh, you know, I ended up writing down the lyrics instead of doing my essay, and, you know, my mom was pretty fucking irritated, you know? Obviously, the teacher brought it to her attention, uh, rap wasn't looked at in any type of good way at that, <clears throat> at that time in the eighties, you know, so my mom was pretty irritated, dude. She, you know, I put my, my poor mom through a lot and now I feel bad about the shit nowadays, especially that, you know, she's gone and passed away. But, um, when you grow up, you realize all the mistakes you made and, and the things that you did to your parents that made their life hard, especially if you have kids, because when you have kids, you see what you may have done to your parents because they tell you that, you know, my parents always told me, if you have kids, they're going to fucking act 10 times worse than you for payback for what you're doing right now. And it's pretty much the truth, you know. But anyways, I remember watching this movie called Beat Street. I watched the shit every day for a while. And I still watch that shit every once in a while to this day. You know, I have to pick up either the Blu-ray or watch it if it's on TV, uh, stream it, whatnot. Love that fucking movie. That movie inspired me at five to six years old to be a graffiti artist. And I went 150 fucking percent 
with graffiti throughout my life until around 2000, 2000 or 2008, 2009, um, after my first son was born in 2006. You know, I, I took two years uh, after my first son was born, and then I was finally like, ah, you know what? I got to slow down. I got to try and be a fucking father, you know, living the fast life. You know, it didn't work out as well. So I had to, you know, fucking get my shit and, and get it in order and do what I had to do, to do to be a good father, even though it was hard as hell. And I probably wasn't even a good father to that child. You know, plus it was a child from a one-night stand. You know, the woman that had that child, it was a one-night stand. She got knocked up, and I just wasn't ready to be a father, and, and it showed. You know, I was 25 years old, and unfortunately, uh, I fucking acted like a 19-year-old. You know, it's funny, though, because I remember my dad telling me that rap music was just a fad, like disco. You know, not knowing it would be the most popular and most listened to genre by the early 2000s. You know, it's fucking crazy. It literally started so small and just blew up. You know, hip-hop started around uh, 1974 with the underground community in, in the Bronx and Brooklyn. You know, before it became recognized in 79, 80 as a genre that they would finally press records for and sell an immense amount of albums throughout the years from fucking so many artists. Artists that most people don't even know about today because the rap game is, is so saturated. You know, there's so many people rapping nowadays that anybody that's 25 and younger don't even fucking know who started the shit out. They don't know some of the, the, the originals that they should be giving credit to. You know, it's, it's insane. You know, but, you know, rap is still my music genre of choice, but I am not limited to just that, okay? I listen to plenty of different types of genres of music, okay? I listen to rock and roll, jazz, rhythm and blues, Motown, Golden Oldies, Elvis Presley, fucking Chuck Berry, uh, Johnny Cash, dude, so, so much shit. I listen to so much shit, dude. I love music. That's one thing that uh, I would never want to lose is the capability of enjoying music. You know, if you had to ask me, hey, would you rather be blind or deaf? You have to answer this question right now. You have one choice. Go. I would be like, I'd rather be blind. I've seen this world enough. I've seen more ugly shit than good shit. And if I can't hear and if I can't listen to music, then I don't think my life would, would really be, uh, I don't even know how to put it. I wouldn't benefit from life. I wouldn't have a good life because without music, I wouldn't be able to relieve the type of stress that I have um, or uh, have that type of therapeutical fucking way of healing when I put headphones in my ears and need to be alone, you know? Um, but I do wish I would have been born, could have been born. I wish I could have been a teen, actually, let's say, in the late 70s and early 80s. You know, amazing times, dude. You know, I was born in 80, but I didn't get to experience the late 70s and early 80s as a, uh, an older teen or an adult. Even, you know, 15, 16 up. So, you know, there, it was so innovative and, and there was so much creativity happening, dude. So much positivity in the hip-hop community at that time. 
You know, back then it was all about getting kids off the streets, out of gangs, uh, focusing on the positive feeling that they were getting from the original hip-hop movement. You know, it was, it was making sure that they stayed out of trouble and had something to do other than join gangs, violence, stealing, whatever the fuck, you know? And excuse me, because I got cotton mouth. I'm going to take a drink of H motherfucking 2O. But when I was like 12, 13 years old, I started taking graffiti like very seriously. All right. Uh, my dad, dude, my dad actually built a wall for me in our backyard because he didn't want me to get in trouble. So he was like, all right, if you're really going to do this shit, I'm going to build a wall in the backyard for you to paint on. I was very surprised about that. I didn't think he'd let that shit slide, period. But he did because he didn't want me getting in trouble, uh, you know, going out to the streets and doing that in the streets. You know, after practicing on that wall for a while, though, it was time for me to get serious and do some dirt. Start doing Ill illegal pieces, tags, throw-ups, etc. You know? Um, it was an every weekend thing, dude. You know, painting on a wall, doing a mass production... Uh, painting in a train yard and, and fucking hitting as many trains as we could that day with large-scale fucking murals and pieces. And it was an amazing feeling, dude. I still have homeboys who never quit and still, at their age, at my age, are painting burners and trains, dude. But I, unfortunately, I couldn't, I couldn't do it no more. You know, some of us last longer than others depending on what happens in life and changes your lifestyle. You know, like I said... Mine was having a kid. I had to focus on him and put graffiti on the back burner, you know? And that's what basically made me stop painting so much and uh, is what pushed me to be a tattoo artist because tattooing and graffiti go hand in hand. Now, it's odd thinking back to the year 2005, you know? Um, I got a call after I got off work, okay? I'm walking to my car. I'm walking to the parking garage where my car was parked because I worked for a company and we had a parking garage and I, I worked in this huge fucking, you know, 13 story building for a, a specific company that I'm not going to say. And hearing this one night stand bitch tell me she was pregnant fucking flipped me out, dude. I didn't want to believe it. I was upset. You know, I was like, nah, bitch, that ain't mine. Fuck that shit. Nuh-uh, no way. Like, who else have you been with? I was that type of dude, which was terrible. But I knew having a child would ruin the path I was on because I, I refused to be a deadbeat dad. I didn't want to be one of those fucking dudes that got a girl pregnant and just abandoned her and the child I fucking created. I never wanted to be that way. You know, I tried. I truly tried. I even got with the chick. I stayed with the chick who I was having my kid with. Okay, moved in with her to experience the pregnancy and stayed with her for almost five years before leaving her and realizing it was best for our child as our relationship was just toxic, you know, because I never loved her. She, she said she fell in love with me, but I never fell in love with her. I stayed for the child, you know. What do you expect when I didn't want to be with a woman in the first place? Like I said, I only stayed because I didn't want to lose my kid. You know, but even though eventually, you know, after I left her, uh, she got married 
and everything changed, dude. I went from having my my oldest 50-50 to not seeing him ever again since 2018. I literally celebrated New Year's with him, uh, brought in 2018 with him, and the next day bought him some Jordans. And when he left the following day, I never heard from him ever again. Never. I didn't get a text reply. Uh, never got a call. I was like, what the fuck is going on? And it went on for months until I found out he was brainwashed by his mom and her, her husband, his stepdad, leading to him lying about certain things so she could get full custody and the, the capability, the ability to keep him out of my life and only in theirs. It was very malicious. Uh, a lot of lies being said. Um, you know, it was, it was terrible. Okay. That shit fucked me up pretty bad. I had no clue what I did wrong or why he wouldn't respond to my calls or text until we went to court, you know, and that's when I saw he was fed things to say to show I was verbally abusive as a parent, even though I w that was never the case, you know, that was never the case. I was just being a dad, you know, he never got disciplined over at his mom's house. And when he did, it was because she would call me and have me discipline him over the phone. So when he was over at my house, he was disciplined and he didn't like that because he was able to get away with shit at his mom's house. But he couldn't get away with shit at his dad's house. So that's one of my sob stories, you know, blah, blah, blah. How we got from talking, you know, about hip hop uh, do doesn't surprise me. You know, I bounce from topics and tangents like a fucking madman, I know, you know. <laughs> but speaking of hip hop, dude, if you have Netflix, which I'm pretty sure 99% of people do, you need to watch a documentary called Hip Hop Evolution. It's an amazing documentary about, you know, when hip hop started, uh, and it goes all the way up. The story goes all the way through until the Dirty South movement later on in the 2000s. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a show a lot of people can enjoy even if they aren't into hip hop or rap music that much because there's so much history that's told about it. Uh, it's, it's honestly amazing. I enjoyed it so much that uh, I've watched it. I've watched it twice. There's four seasons, and I think there's two episodes per season because the episodes are like an hour long, something like that. I need another drink. But um, I've been watching a lot more TV lately, dude, mainly because I'm trying to save money. So it's easy to do that when you stay at home and avoid going places that empty your bank account. You know what I'm saying? You're already paying to stay in a place. Uh, once you start going out and doing hella shit all the time, your bank account dwindles, dude. And, you know, right now, I'm trying to save and not spend as much, especially when it comes to unnecessary things. Like, I'm even limiting what I buy on Amazon because of the economy and how it's affecting my industry, the tattoo industry. It's not easy right now. And Joe Biden literally is fucking us in the ass with a splintered broom handle and no lube, you know? I did start my Christmas shopping early, though. Okay, I, did, I do that on Amazon, and sometimes when I go out, depending if it's, if it's like Walmart, the mall, whatever, uh, getting it early this year instead of last minute like I have every year before. You know, I, I just learned that, you know? Because when you start early... You can spread it out so you aren't spending so much money at once. And then you're you're actually avoiding the Christmas rush. You're avoiding the people that 
fucking are are you know just going crazy trying to find last minute gifts. I don't know. I think it's a good idea. I think it's uh the greatest fucking idea. You know, it's not spending so many mon- so much money at once, just kind of spreading it out. You get presents for everybody whenever you can get it starting in like mid-September or early October. You know, now um dude, I used to be fucking addicted to Amazon. Ordering shit I didn't even need because I could afford it, all right? This was before my downward spiral, uh, you know, leaving my ex and getting financially fucked by everything. Um, But some of the shit I bought a a year ago or more, I still haven't even used, dude. It just sits there in the box, and, and, and I got it. Obviously, it's too late to return. But what the absolute fuck? Why did I buy it? You know, it, it looked like I needed it. It looked like I fucking really wanted it. But apparently, I just really wanted it, but didn't truly need it. I've always been bad with money until recently. You know, now I'm very strict with my spending and save more than I spend. You know, other than necessary bills. You know, those you can't avoid, unfortunately. You know, so many bills, so little money. Uh, like I said before, in a way, fuck Joe Biden. Or as in the the white folks say, uh, let's go Brandon. (laughs) Dude, I had no idea what that meant for so long. I don't watch NASCAR, so I didn't learn the redneck Biden slang, you know. But apparently they were chanting, fuck Joe Biden, and everybody thought, or the commentators or announcers thought, uh, they they were saying, let's let's go Brandon. And uh, yeah, they didn't get that right. So it became a whole joke. And after I learned that from, you know, some of those good old classy white folks uh, that watch NASCAR, I was like, ah, now I understand. I had no idea what it meant for so long. You know, crazy shit. You know, dude, gas right now over here where I live is over $6 a gallon, dude. Yes, a gallon of gas is over $6. Six. Wasn't that way when Trump was in office. But people were more worried about an offensive chatter than a socialist fuck who ruined America in less than two months. You know, I try not to talk about politics, but sometimes you'll have to deal with it because I'm not too educated about politics. But what I do look into and understand, I may bring up in this podcast. Because I will tell you one thing, dude. Biden sucks ass. Trump was a businessman, not a politician, which is why our, our economy at the time when he was president was fucking amazing, dude. Everybody had loot. And the ones that didn't have money, they just didn't want to fucking try and make money. You know? That's, that's it. But no matter what, I'm going to stay positive. I won't hold back on truth. The truth will set you free. But I will always, no matter what, stay positive. I'm over the shit for reals, though. You know, there's got to be some change coming or we're doomed, you know. Um, You know what, though? The internet is amazing, but it's also so fucked up, you know, because it does more damage than good, in my opinion. Um, Sometimes the old school ways are still better. Uh, But unfortunately, um, with, you know, the way we live now, there's a lot of things that can happen that become, uh, you know, misconstrued or or fucking, you know, 
people just spreading false information and it's so easy to read something and believe it when it's not true. It's just the internet basically provides a lot of false facts. You know, they feed us what they want us to think, not what we want to think for ourselves. You know, but social media, it's the worst. Toxicity on every corner like a hooker on Skid Row, dude. It's divided so many fucking people. It gave us anxiety, entitlement, microwave mentalities, a whole bunch of shit. You know, but then again, it has helped us tremendously when it comes to truth, education, entertainment, uh, the capability of communication, and, and so much more. It, it's pretty amazing, dude. So I guess you can say it's it's a catch-22, you know? It is what it is. You know, plus you wouldn't be able to listen to me if it wasn't for the internet. So, you know, I always wanted to be a radio show host, but me and school didn't mix well. And you got to go to school to get into radio. You got to go, you know, into school for communications. And I never liked school, dude. I enjoyed hanging out with my friends, but I hated fucking class, even as a kid, dude. That's probably why I dropped out of school my junior year. You know, I got my GED when I was 20, and I don't regret uh, fin- not finishing high school. My path in life never needed that type of education. I'm a tattoo artist. I also learned more from the streets than I ever did after junior high. You know, I'm happy I finally grew up, though. You know, now it's just me taking every step forward and concentrating on my happiness and career. Um, I tell myself I'm successful. I tell myself that I'm happy, I'm loved. And, you know, I once was, and I remember how it feels, so I embrace that. You know, it's, it's, it's easy to believe in my mind what I say to, to myself because I've experienced it, so I know exactly what to think about. Because it's not easy crawling out of a hole you dug yourself into, man. I'm telling you that. And it's even harder admitting to myself that I am the one who dug the hole. No one else to blame regardless of the situation. No one. You know, we all make our choices. Um, I chose mine. And now I'm facing the consequences and repercussions while I stay strong enough to battle my way through the fucking storm. You know, I'll never give up. I can't. You know, not when I know that I'm capable of and how much I've changed for the better. Not that I'm capable of, but what I'm capable of. You know, I tell myself every day and every night a list of positive things I have or will achieve. And I fucking believe it, dude. I believe every word I say. And if I believe it, I'll achieve it. It's how life goes. You get what you give. You know what I'm saying? You sow those seeds. So you have to believe in your mind. Whatever you want, whatever you want to happen with your life, just say that you already have it and believe in your mind that you already have it. And it will come to you eventually. I promise you that. It will come to you eventually. It's a proven fact. It's science. It's the universe. It's God. Whatever. But you get what you give. And it's always going to be that way. You know, right now, I've been going through so much shit that I hope I start seeing the good come faster than it has been. You know, if I can finally see the light at the end of the tunnel now. I've been in the dark for about fucking two years. Like, the complete dark. To where I was actually suicidal at times. And now, 
there's finally a light at the end of the tunnel and I can fucking see it, dude. I can see it and it makes me realize that I can get through this. I can get through anything. No matter what obstacle is thrown at me, put in my way, I can get through it because I've gotten through so much shit before. I'm 42 years old, dude. I've experienced fucking more hard times than most people ever will. And I've experienced more hard times than anybody that's fucking 20 and under. 30 and under, maybe. You know? I mean, I can't say that I've experienced more hard times than anybody on this planet. Obviously, we all have hard times. But I've been through some shit. I've been through some goddamn shit. And it hasn't been pleasant. Some of it still isn't pleasant, but it's all about how you deal with it. It's all about how you approach the problem, and that's basically what it is, you know? It's how you approach the problem. Um, It's your demeanor. It's your attitude, and especially, it's how positive you can remain and how calm you can remain no matter what obstacle or fucked up shit is shoved in your face. All right, remember that. I got to take another fucking drink. That fucking strain gives me cotton mouth so bad, dude. But it's a good strain. It's an amazing strain. OG glue. OG glue, dude. Amazing strain, but gives me fucking cotton mouth like a motherfucker. But it's about time to wrap it up like a fucking birthday present, okay? Um, I hope you enjoyed the show. And if so, make sure you're following or subscribe to the podcast. Uh, You can even turn on notifications to let you know when I upload a new fucking episode. So you can do that. Uh, Word of mouth is the best fucking promotion. So if you know anyone who likes this type of podcast or podcasts in general, let them know about the show, dude. You know, tell them, hey, I like this show, A Fucking Journal by Jared Silva. You need to go check this shit out. Give it a try. 30 minutes. Listen to it on your way to work. You know, you can even give this show a rating and a review if you're down to do so, dude. That would be truly appreciated. It goes a long way, and I would I would truly appreciate that. For sure. I, I really do. <laughs> but I'll be here again, you know, next week. You know the day. Tuesdays, baby. I'm always going to be uploading on Tuesdays. Uh, I'm going to keep it as consistent as possible. Like I said in the last episode, if something comes up and it you know fucks something up, then it is what it is. But I will be as consistent as possible uh, uploading to where you guys know that there will be a new episode every Tuesday. Um, until then, I want you guys to stay blessed and not stressed. Okay? Stress kills, dude. Lay off the stress. Stress is like a very bad drug. Not good for our bodies. So stay blessed, not stressed. Stay gold like Ponyboy Curtis. And if you don't know what that means, then you might be too young to listen to this podcast. I'm just joking. But you need to watch The Outsiders. Um, And love yourself first so you can extend that love to others, dude. Because when you love yourself, you're going to spread that love. And people are going to feel it. They're going to see your aura. They're going to see, you know, how happy you are. And they're going to want to be happy with you. You know, you are who you associate with. That's how it is. You know, you are who you associate with. You surround yourself with people that are full of negativity and anxiety and bad things to say. You're going to become that. So make sure your environment fits uh, what type of lifestyle you're looking to achieve. 
because if it doesn't fit or if you're not in that specific type of environment that's going to push you to succeed, then you need to get out of that environment and find the right environment. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying, man? But I'm out this bitch like a convict breaking out of prison. (laughs) Much love. I will see you. Well, I won't fucking see you, but you will hear me next week. Um, I'm out of here. PC Wheats, baby. Listen here, you beautiful bitch. I'm about to fuck you up with some trick.